You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What is up, everybody? On today's episode of Big Drive Energy brought to you by DraftKings, we are talking Rory back in the winner's circle. We are talking a new golf course in Colorado, and we power rank all Colorado golf course names. And we have got a new segment of Fairway or Four. All right, let's tee it up. And hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any. <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> what is cracking, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Big Drive Energy brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. I am your host, Big Drive Mitch, here with my brother, golf partner, and all of the above, my best buddy most days, uh, Spencer Smith. Uh, what's happening, brother? How's your week been? What's up, dude? Um, it was a fairly rough weekend, sports-wise, for me. First, we had Iowa losing to fucking Purdue, unranked yeah, that Purdue. that was horrible. Uh, dude, God. they always play us so tough, and I know nobody wants to hear our Iowa talk, but fucking right when... Right when we've got our pretty much our destiny in our hands to make it to the playoff, they just piss right down their leg. Petrus threw four picks, a lot of turnovers, not going to get the job done. The offense is just flat booty. We'll move on from the Iowa talk. That was a rough Saturday. Yeah, well, although I will say Purdue has nine wins as an unranked team against AP top two ranked teams, and the next nearest other school has only four. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I mean, they're, they're a, a giant dragon killers. Slayer. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Slayer, for sure. Uh, and they slayed us. But we still have an inside track at going to the playoff if we don't lose another game and win, win the Big Ten Championship game. So I'm not uh, losing all hope quite yet, but I am kind of bummed out about that. And then Saturday night, I went to the Avalanche game, and not only did they lose, which kind of hurt, but we got completely fucked by uh the refs by COVID also 
COVID, the refs, and the NHL. They it was like an Eiffel Tower towards us. <laughs> um, we, we won't were, get into what an Eiffel Tower is, but if you know, you know. But basically, we played with the Colorado Eagles. That was a Colorado Eagles roster there at Ball Arena. They fought. They did fight, and they Gotta decided respect that. They decided to start trying to score goals roughly 57 minutes into the game. That's Bold strategy. Less than ideal. Bold strategy by them. But, no, they, they were down 4-1, as we know. And then they came back and made it 4-3. And then we thought they made it 4-4, but it turns out that uh, Josty, Tyson Jost, kicked it in. So that didn't help us at all. And uh, we actually were about to leave. Kylie and I kind of left the stadium, which is a big no-no for me uh and might be my fairway or four later now that i think about it but i don't want to i don't want to get i don't want to te- that's a teaser i just threw out a little teaser but we'll tease. we kind of left and then they How made it kind of leave like did you have one foot out the door or? well we got up from our seats we headed to the exits wow. had to stop at the pisser horn goes off in the pisser we've been sitting down the whole game watching the whole fucking game no goals and then we decide, oh, shit, it's 4-3. Let's go back and stand in different spots because our seats were clearly fucked. They were bad juju all the way around. So we move from our seats over, and we're standing in the aisle. The guy kicks it in. The usher says he kicks it in. I wanted to fight him, even though he was an Avs fan. And then I... Well, hey, real quick, we did go to the Avs home opener, though, and they were almost at full strength. Beat the shit out of the Blackhawks. Uh, really touched up Mark Andre Fleury, which was nice to see. Uh, the Fleury uh, chants were oh all yeah, over the everybody place, was, was giving him the work. It was a, it was a little bit of a nice piece of revenge after what they did to us last year in the playoffs. It was nice to to beat up on Flower a little bit. So we were there for the game one, but then game, I was kind of there. Oh yeah, Spencer had a he had a bit of an issue. I think I still have some of it on my car. <laughs> if anybody knows what that means, I was like, dude, really fucking. Well, I caught some karma today because I came home and my dog, the legend Joker, had puked on the bed. So I was cleaning up his puke and now I have to go clean up my own off the side of your car and our and the parking garage. I just left it. I was like, man. Yeah, no, that no was a, that was a tough scene. I I thought I was like, am I hanging out with an 18 year old right now that just was their first time drinking? Because you fucking. You looked like such an amateur. Oh I my God. think I was falling asleep. He, he, I have a picture of him asleep in at the Avs game in the third period, just zonked. And to be fair, we were up 3 nothing in the first 10 minutes of the game. Then we went and talked with Mark Mosier, bullshitted with him for a bit, had way too many shots. Well, I didn't. I was driving. Um, very responsible young adult. Had a, few, had a few seltzers, but nothing too crazy. Spencer went I made up for it. He was cross-eyed by second intermission. And I was like, we got to get out of there. So, yeah, we did go to that game. Spencer was in rough shape. But then, uh, yeah, so Avs lost Saturday night. And then Broncos looked like a hot pile of dog shit um, Sunday, unfortunately. Spencer had to sit through that. And I'm kind of glad I wasn't there. I kind of wish I was there, but I wasn't. Yeah, you texted me and said you had FOMO before the game. But after the game, I'm sure that disappeared really quickly. Before we get into Rory being back possibly let's talk about your golf trip let's talk about you going to fucking idaho and not working again four <laughs> days in a row 
Yeah, like I How take all this today? time. Oh, oh yeah, you weren't there again. I Sorry. was off. What am I? Am I supposed to come in on my day off? I'm not an overachiever, bro. You know me. Um, no, Coeur d'Alene was awesome. A lot of people when you're like, I'm going up to Idaho. They're like, what? Like Idaho? But Coeur d'Alene is no, basically Utaho. <laughs> Utaho? No, Idaho. Um, Coeur d'Alene is like this little mountain town. Situ- it's I, I'd say it's more of a lake town. It's about 2,500 to 3,000 feet elevation. Definitely not Colorado altitude, but uh, the lake is fucking awesome. Uh, we landed Thursday, played uh, the resort Thursday afternoon. It was fucking 45 degrees and freezing. I had about six double vodka lemonades. Uh, I was pretty tuned up by the end of it. I think I actually played okay. I think I shot like 76. or, I mean, given the conditions, we, we went straight from the plane to the golf course. Uh, the, the golf course is amazing. Um, which, I, which course was this? This is this the Coeur d'Alene Resort course, which has got the floating green. It's famous for the floating green. Excuse me. If you've never seen it on Instagram or whatever, it actually has a legitimate floating green that you have to take a boat out to. It was the first of its kind. I think it still may be the only only one of a kind. And uh, I made five there. It was not a... It oh, did you rinse one? I No, I hit it in the front bunker um front right and then i almost rinsed my second because the i had a long bunker shot it was all the way across the green pin was back left hit it like landed once skipped up into the rough and then I, dude the greens i'm not shitting you were rolling like a 13 they were flying and they were rock hard like right. i did not expect that out of a resort course so, at all so when you say a 13 let's be let's be inclusive here yeah what does that mean so like a 13 on the stint meter which i mean it's all relative because nobody actually st- – there is places that stim greens, but it's more for tournaments. It's like when they take this angled deal out and they pull the ball up to like a foot off the ground. They try to find the most flat spot on the green. They pull the ball up on this little angled like 40 – I want to say it's a 45-degree angle. I could be wrong. Um, and they drop it from like a foot, and they see how many feet it rolls. So if it rolls 13 feet – the greens are rolling a 13. If it rolls nine feet, the greens are rolling a nine. So that's kind of how, I guess we've never actually explained this. Good call, Spence. Um, that's how they, they, for those of you who don't know, that's how they measure how fast the greens are is with the actual stimp meter. Um, but, dude, the greens were fucking firm, fast. Like, one of my, fa- honestly, I'd probably put it into my, like, top five favorite golf courses I've ever played. The layout was fucking amazing. Just a really, really good track. I had a blast. But, yes, I did make five on the island hole. Um, it was, uh, it, I mean, it was playing 180 or 190 straight back into the fan right off the lake. It was 45 degrees. I hit four iron, barely cleared the water, ended up in that front right bunker and proceeded to piss down my leg. But um, other than that, I think I made three or four birdies, had some some pretty darn good holes. So, Overall, uh, played pretty darn good. It was more just fun than anything. Uh, big shout out to my buddy Nick Clary for bringing me up. And then the next day we played, I was only up there for three days, and we didn't play golf on Saturday, which was the nicest day, so that was our mistake. Uh, Friday, it was about 55 or so, not too bad. We went and played this place called Circling Raven. Um, Badass name, by the way, which yeah. we'll get into a whole power rank of Colorado golf course names later. Yep, yep. Teaser, another teaser. Tease. Two for two. But uh, Circling Ravens, badass. They host a Symmetra tour event out there, and it's on an Indian reservation, and they've got a casino there, which I didn't get the opportunity to hit up. 
um, unfortunately, but the golf course is amazing, dude. Not a single house on the golf course, the practice facility, like it was basically all farmland and mountains surrounding the, the golf course. So every view you had was awesome. You felt like you're out there all by yourself. It was fucking pure. The greens weren't as fast. It was in good shape. Uh, I think I shot around like 70. I think I shot 77 again. Um, so I didn't play great. We got definitely got tuned up there too. Uh, started with a, uh, well, so here's another thing. I, I know you don't know this, but I thought it was pretty cool. So I did not know Idaho is like the Huckleberry capital of America. Did you know? What's a Huckleberry? I'll be your Huckleberry. Um, a Huckleberry is just a fucking berry. I don't even know what it looks like, but they basically are like, they're berries, duh. But they, that's like their, nat, not their, nat, that's like their state thing. Like they'll make you like at the resort, we had breakfast one morning. It was Huckleberry pancakes. Like the, and so they make Huckleberry lemonade vodkas, which are fire. It's like Colorado golf clubs, Colorado golf clubs version of the paintbrush. Like it's their own like mixture of, of vodka lemonade. We had like five of those out on the golf course, double Tito's hundred percent. Um, but super good shit. And so I started off with a, they even have like mixed Huckleberry, like seltzer, like I think it's malt liquor. So not like a, a true or not a, not a seltzer, but like a, almost like a, what would you say? Like a Mike's heart or like a fucking four loco or some shit. It was fire. Um, and then I think I had like five double vodka crayons and maybe a shot of whiskey, I think, or two in there. I don't know. So on the three-day trip, more shots taken on the golf course, like physical golf shots, or more drinks consumed in the three days? Uh, golf shots. We actually, I mean, Saturday, yeah, we got tuned up all three nights pretty much. We were, we were pretty buckled for the most part. I mean, that's what we do on vacation. We play golf, we go to sporting events, and we drink. And there is no sporting events in Coeur d'Alene, so I did the other two. Um Two out of three ain't bad. But then Saturday we went out to Spokane and visited my buddy Nick's uh, uh, friend Joe. He's got a bar called Joe's House, which is super cool. He, he goes, we're going to Joe's house. I'm like, we're going to your buddy's house? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's actually just a bar called Joe's House. And I had quite a bit to drink there. He was fucking hilarious. Dude's like a sex addict, like recovering <laughs> alcoholic, just all over the place. Looked like... Uh, He's got a ponytail and like a button up button down shirt on. He owns a bar, like not like a fucking like so sports this is like bar. Urban Meyer. <laughs> so Joe is is yeah. it Joe Meyer? Yeah, is it Joe? Uh, except for he doesn't drink anymore. So yeah, he 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 can't. Urban can't say as much by the looks of it. Um, but he had like this long ponytail, and then fucking button down shirt on and a tie and like khakis and Air Monarchs on. And he's working in a sports bar like that he owns. And he just has like a button down that says Joe on it. He goes, <laughs> oh, dude, he was just a fucking trip. But we hung out with him Saturday, uh, flew back on Sunday. So I didn't get the pleasure of watching the Broncos game. Um, which, there was no pleasure. It was pain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any pleasure except for maybe the tailgate part. Tailgate was DNVR good. Ta Shout out DNVR tailgate, dude. It's a party. Yeah. You pizza, seltzer. Unlimited pizza, unlimited seltzer, unlimited Breck beer. Breck Celsius as well, and we have a good time. We played the, we hit the shot ski, played a little beer pong. There's can jam. There's uh, bags or whatever you want to call it. 
Cornhole. Cornhole. I like cornhole better. I don't yeah. like calling it bags. We're not from the Midwest. but I th- Yeah, I think it's called bags in the Midwest. But cornhole and, yeah, DNVR tailgate's a blast. So And then you, the best part is the, the Breck tailgate, Breckenridge Distillery, one of our other partners, uh, is like right in front of the... So you leave, you get nice and buzzed at the DNVR tailgate. You eat you some pizza so you don't black out. Then you walk straight down to the distillery, get yourself a Breckenridge whiskey shot, and then you just walk right in. Like it's... It's a perfect bing got, bang boom. We've got the we've got our routine down figured out. Yeah. The routine is firmly down. We still got I think six more home games. So we're oh boy. So we're six, gonna need to drink more. Six more rough Sundays coming coming up in our future. Coming our way. Um, well, do you want to go ahead and start talking about some golf? Yeah, or? let's let's uh, let's get into a little professional golf. Rory McIlroy is back. back. He's back in the winner's circle. And honestly, do you know it's wild? I was going to say, this is a big dry bump, but I didn't say it last week, so I can't claim it. I was going to say, is Rory, like, not done, but is he is he past his prime? You know, he's in his 30s. He's He's been out there for forever. He's a dad now. He's got other priorities. He's made, probably, if I had to, if I had to guess, um, somewhere in the ballpark of four to $500 million between endorsements and the golf course, so... He never, his kids, kids, kids will never want for another thing in their lives. Um, and it seems like he's kind of got some different priorities now. So I was like, is he done? You know, is, is, I don't, I don't want to say he's done, but like, and now he's kind of back on that major championship, like possibility list. I kind of had him written off. He had a real rough rider cup, but so he won at the CJ Cup out in Vegas at the Summit Club. His 20th win on tour. Yeah, so Lucky did you know, 20. and I didn't even know this, it, once you hit 20 wins on tour, you're a lifetime PGA Tour member. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, fun facts, because I didn't know it. I don't know if anybody else knows it, but that was some pretty badass shit. So Rory's officially a lifetime PGA Tour member. Um, he held off a pretty stacked field. Uh like Colin Morikawa finished second. He shot 62 on Sunday um, to finish one back at 24 under. Rory shot 68, 67, 62 Saturday, and then 66 on Sunday to bring it home. Um, and then Keith Mitchell, Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler is in the lead, and we did our, our classic. We're kind of back into the, the Sunday votes, and 70% of the people – that voted on our poll. Follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore golf if you haven't. Missing out on a good time. 70% of the people thought Ricky was going to take it home. They didn't believe in the roars. And I will say another So another interesting stat. Um, you know, big stats guys here. So this is from Justin Ray Golf on Twitter. He's the sixth player since the first Masters was held in 1934 to win 20 PGA Tour events, including four majors, before the age of 33. All right. Guessing game. Let's play a guessing game. Who are the other five players to do it? Jack Nicholas. Bang. Tiger Woods. Bang. Um once again, this is twenty PGA tour events in four including four majors before the age of thirty three. Sam Sneed. And Arnold Palmer. Yep. Gary Player. Nope. Nope. Nick Faldo. No. Oh fuck. We're close. Um, this guy has a, had a shitty line of wedges for a while. Tom Watson. Boom. 
You um, you used to play those back yeah, in high school. Yeah, I had a fucking nice. They were actually not bad. What were they? Adams, blacked out. Adams, Tom Watson, sixty. That was yeah, a, that thing was choice. I haven't, and I that wow, got me. In, that was my first sixty ever, and now I just overused the fuck out of it. Yeah, you use sixty way too often. It's fucking joke, but. Uh, so that's three, or is that four? That's that four. Is four. So you're looking for one more. Um, this is old, old. Like um, Byron Nelson. Boom. Oh, well bang. Done. Look so at me. Look at you go. Five Golf out, knowledge. Five out of the, you basically like five out of eight. So that's, yeah, I that's a passing grade for sure. I think another thing that needs to be commended about Rory is, like you said, he struggled in the Ryder Cup until Sunday. Sunday he whooped ass in his singles match, and... I think but it was, was already kind of over. No, but it doesn't matter. For him, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because personally there speaking. was a quote, which I can't seem to find currently. I should have favorited it or something of that nature. But basically, he said, he was on an interview and said, there's a lot of reflection the last couple of weeks. Like, this is what I need to do. I need to play golf. And, and he said, I need to simplify it. I just need to be me. And uh, basically, the last round of the Ryder Cup really kind of not inspired him. He's pretty inspired dude but it basically was like yo you're still you're still good you can still do this and then he goes out and wins the cj cup which yeah you know whatever but like kind of an off-season pj yeah but when you look at the field field. yeah when you look at the field field, it's like jt spieth uh hovland morikawa um patrick reed big baller um yeah there it definitely wasn't a weak field by any means so no and he went out and played awesome golf and i think Honestly, like you're right, Spencer, and I know I. Europe was out of the Ryder Cup on Sunday, really, so they didn't have a whole lot to fight for. I mean, it was a fucking beatdown. Uh, what are they calling it? The the, something by the shore, the, the war by the shore. No, like the pff, slaying. Yeah, it was something like slaying the, on the shore. Yeah. <laughs> no, this isn't giggity. A giggity. Uh, anywho, but a lot of people underestimate how much like. Even when I were to miss a cut, if I could, like, find something on the back nine of that Friday, even though I did miss the cut, you know, if you finish strong on that back nine, you can almost carry that momentum into the next week so I could miss another cut, uh, but maybe (laughs) play a little bit better. But, like, when you can find some momentum at a previous tournament, even though you, you may not finish up exactly where you want, if you have a good final day, it can actually carry over into that next event. So maybe who knows how much Rory took from that, but he, that could have definitely been part of it, you know, um, ride the ride the wave momentum from a good round, a good final round at the Ryder Cup into a, a W on the PJ Tour. So he played some fucking phenomenal golf. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. When he's on, he's one of the most fun guys to watch at the golf ball um, in all of golf. Like, I think when it's all said and done, he'll go down as like a top five driver, of the golf ball of all time especially for his size, like him and Justin or yeah, him and JT, Justin Thomas will probably go down for their size, especially, but even overall is to the best drivers of all, of all time. Like they hit it so long. They're pretty fucking accurate. And so what's funny about Rory, if we get a little technical again here, um, he swings it fairly far inside out. And I think people can see that uh, with how deep his hands get at the top. He's definitely not swinging left at it whatsoever, and if he is trying to cut it, you can visibly tell if he's trying to cut it. But his natural ball fight's a draw, so when he's trying to hit a, a straight shot, if you watch his like feet alignment and his body alignment when he's trying to hit it straight, his his body and feet are aligning like 
10 to 15 yards left of the target, and he's just hitting a push. So he's probably got the grip maybe just a hair weaker. I don't know if he's even messing with it. or I, I, I'm not exactly sure how he goes about um, getting the club face just a hair more open because otherwise he normally draws it. But when he's hitting it straight, he's actually hitting just a push. So that's why alignment's all relative because he's not aligned straight at the target, but he's hitting it straight at the target, and that's all that matters. So when you see your buddy, you're like, oh, you're aiming over there. Well, if they hit it over there, then that's a problem. But if they're aiming left and they're hitting it straight and it's going at their target, then shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. So, yeah, Rory swings it pretty good inside out, hits a push for those who you don't know. But I feel like Rory's putter has just always let him down throughout his career. And obviously, when you shoot 25 under, you got to hit a few, got to make a few putts. But I will say that the, the leaderboard overall was just crazy low. Like, in order to tie for 25th, you're 17 under. So you're averaging under over four uh, under par per round. You know, you're going five under one day and four under the rest, whatever. But that was just to sneak into the top 25. So it was a, it was a stack field. I mean, Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, Brooks Kepka, Tommy Fleetwood. Um, let's see who else. Paul Casey, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, Tyrrell Hatton, Abram Anser. Like, it was stacked. Our, our cousin Cam Smith. The big rig Harry Higgs finished at twenty under T t- or T nine. Um, Adam Scott, Taylor Gooch finished in a tie for fifth, and he actually finished I think tied for fifth last year if I saw correctly. So um, he he's kind of got this place down a little bit. They did move it la- last year was at Shadow Creek. This year is at the Summit Club. Summit Club is another great name for a, a country club. Be like, oh, oh yeah, I'm a member at the Summit Club. Like fuck, dude, that's headed sick. to the Summit. Yeah. The you top. Yeah. I'm peak golf. Yeah. This is peak golf at the summit. Well, did <laughs> you see, speaking of Harry Higgs, did you see, like, the shit with him on Twitter where he, like, talked about, because it wasn't it back-to-back t- tour events in Vegas? I think so. And so he's like, yeah, I stayed on the strip Monday through Thursday, but I moved off of it. And he's like, I had a, I had a, uh, a, a nice run-in with the Excalibur. Well, he's nice, too good for the Excalibur. That's just the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind, but... Basically talking about how he really went out and enjoyed himself at a couple casinos and probably Caesars or the Aria or and that's how that's like that's my kind of guy, dude. That's just my oh, hundred percent. That's like Colt Nose. He's the same way. Any dude who just doesn't take themselves too serious goes out and enjoys themselves. Like, and there, I think it, it it all depends on the kind of dude you are too, because some people thrive on like there's very routine oriented dudes. Um, that will not go out. They don't drink the night before this, that like, and then there's guys who just live their life and they're like, Oh shit, I got a golf tomorrow, you know? And they take care of themselves to a certain extent. Uh, if you look at Colt Nose and Harry Higgs, they're kind of built like I am. So, um, they, they definitely like to indulge in, in their, their food and beverages, but there it's just different, different guys are built differently. You know, some guys stay in their hotel room all night and do nothing. Then there's guys who, go out all night and fucking doesn't matter when they go to bed, when they wake up, you know, they just kind of roll with it. So it sounds like Harry Higgs is that type of dude. So I think we could definitely party with that guy. Yeah. seems like a real good time. Oh, hundred percent. The, the Higgs are, um, but yeah, shout out to Rory. Congrats on the dub 20 PGA tour wins. Uh, that's a pretty damn good accomplishment. And realistically, I mean, he's in great shape. He's always been in great – well, I wouldn't say he's always been in great shape. When he was a teenager, he, he looked like he got stung by a bee in the face a few times. He had, he's a little wide in the face. 
but he uh, got on an insane workout regimen, and he's cut. He's fucking. He he can play another fifteen years. Like he almost reminds me a little like Gary Player. I don't know if he's quite got the passion for the game that Gary Player had because Gary Player'd still be doing it if he could. But he's super fit. So uh, like we said, now with him getting another W, like his trajectory is turned back upward. So maybe he's back on the right track to win in some majors. I, and I do want to see him. I, th- I think I speak for everybody when I say we w- everybody wants to see him win a Masters. You know, we want to see him get that career Grand Slam. And the Masters, the funny thing is, it seems like it's built for him. You know, that if any course is, he hits it high and he hits a draw for a right-handed player. And that's the way the Masters is set up. Like, you need to be able to hit a high draw out there. And that's what he does. So I think he will eventually get one. But, yeah, I was almost out on him a week ago, and then he turns around and wins, so mad respect. Mad respect. Next tournament, and we won't not going to do really like a preview or anything, but it's Zozo. The, the Zozo. Tiger's in, won this, right? Over in Japan, yeah. yeah. Tiger. This is kind of like Tiger's deal, wasn't it, or no? No, that's the – uh, they play it down in the Bahamas. That's, okay, Bahamas. So this one – That's the Hero World Challenge. The Hero. Hero Zozo. Zozo, yeah, four-letter potato, four-letter words, yep. Um, but yeah, this is going to be played at Accordia Golf in Narashino Country Club, Chiba, Japan. And there's actually another stacked field. Like uh, Patrick Cantlay is the defending champion of this. Started his year last year. One of the hottest golfers in the world. Yeah, right now. exactly. Um, Colin Morikawa is there. Fleetwood, Fowler, Shoffley, Matsuyama, Paul Casey, Zalatoris, Kevin Nas. So another stacked field and should be another good event. Uh, it's always interesting when they fly and they go so far away um, for tournaments like this because you kind of get random winners from time to time. But you never know. The Zozo is a uh, Zozo is is kind of an kind of an interesting fun event. It's always cool to see a golf course like in a totally different part of the for entire sure. world. Though. Oh, dude, and you said it's Japan, correct? Yeah, they've got some sick ass golf courses over there, like super pure golf courses. I guess that uh, public golf is like really hard to come by over in like Japan and China because of the population density. Like they just don't have that kind of land to, uh, you know, they they could be building apartments or condos or, you know, houses, whatever. So I guess there's a shitload of country clubs over there. They all look super sick, but, uh, actually it was funny. So Nick's dad that I was hanging with this weekend, he's buddies with the founder of top golf. Um, oh, that's not a bad friend. Yeah, Scott Clary does has done fairly well for himself, but the dude originally got the idea over in Japan. He was traveling for work and he saw all the stacked driving ranges because that's how they do them all over there, um, just to conserve space. And he saw those and he's like, "Shit, we should do this in America S- to build driving ranges and you know make it fun, put our own twist on it, get some cocktails flowing." But yeah, that's where he got the idea was over in Japan on business. So that's a pretty cool little fact. But um, are we done with Rory? Are we done? Yeah, Ro- Rory's not done, but we are done with Rory. Yes. And before we talk about rain dance, um, you can make a rain dance in your money with DraftKings Sportsbook. Go Scrooge McDuck. Just dive in. Diving first. in with the official sports betting partner and official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings has all new customers covered. All you have to do is bet $5 on any NFL team. A little Lincoln. A little Abe Lincoln. That's right, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. I, I'm I, don't, not. I don't really carry around fives anymore. Yeah. I'm more of a 20s and hundos guy. Just kidding. More of a ones guy. Um, big ones guy. But all 
all new customers can get five can bet five dollars on any NFL game, and if you if they win, so you can take any game money line whatever you want to do. If they win, you win two hundred dollars in free bets, and then you take that and you last the entire football season with free bets. You keep adding to your balance, and especially with the same game parlays, which like I said. I do every week. I kind of missed out this week on it. I had the under in the Broncos game. That wasn't even close. I expected the Broncos defense to play a little better. I didn't expect the Broncos to score as much as they did. So loss, loss for me having the under in the Broncos game. But you can make it a win. Get $200 in free bets when you bet $5 on any NFL game. And if that team wins, you're collecting that $200 in free bets and with the same game parlays, you can combine multiple bets from the same game. So instead of like parlaying, you know, two different teams where you have to kind of pay attention to two different games, all you have to do is watch one game, pick a couple of different things, pick anytime touchdown scores, X player to get over a certain amount of passing yards, rushing yards, um, who's going to get to 10 first. There's so many different options. So scroll down to that NFL game, click on it, Broncos-Browns, Thursday night football I know I'm going to be dropping a fat same game parlay on that. They're also offering $25 on seems like on every Sunday and every Thursday. If you lose your same game parlay, then they'll give you that in a free bet as well. So make sure you check that out because, like I said, it's watching one game and having a bunch of different bets on one game and gigantic payouts. So <coughs> DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw cash at your convenience. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR and bet $5 on any NFL team to win, and you win $200 in free bets. If you win with the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League, you must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right, speaking of rain dance, we got a new golf course coming to Colorado. It opens July 12th of 2022, so we're under a year. Um, beautiful piece of property out there in Windsor. It's going to be partnered with Pelican Lakes, which is an awesome 27-hole facility, which I believe has the most water line, shoreline, of any golf course in America. This is a fact. I was going to say, don't necessarily fact check me on that. We heard that once, and we've kind of wrote it all the way out. But I think it's actually factual. Like, a lot of the water doesn't come necessarily into play. But I played state there my junior year, and there's water on almost every hole. Because there's, there's two creeks that run through it. Or not creeks, dumbass. Rivers. Full-on rivers. I think the Thompson River and one other river. And then they've got just fucking water on every single hole. But anywho... So, yeah, Raindance National Resort and Golf is going to be up just southwest of uh, Windsor, southwest of Pelican Lakes in Windsor. And it is being designed by um, a gentleman that I don't really know his name of, but then uh, know his name Harrison of. Harrison Minshew. Okay, Harrison No Minch. relation to Gardner. No relation it. in words of Spencer Smith. No relation there to you. Gardner. There you go. But Fred Funk, the longtime PGA Tour player and now Champions Tour player, um, is helping design it. So that's going to be pretty cool. And it, so it's also owned and developed basically by uh, Martin Lind, who is the owner of Pelican Lakes. Now he's the owner of Raindance. But he also owns the Colorado Eagles, an affiliate of the Colorado Avalanche. So That's badass. I did not know that. Dude's got some Skrilla. Dude's got some Doski. Not, not big, big Doski. Not... 
Not, not uh, like NFL not cronky. cronky. Not, yeah, not cronky dough, but he's got that Colorado Eagles dough. He doesn't have that avalanche dough. But still, I mean, by the looks of it, it's going to be more of a, uh, I wouldn't say lynx, but it's definitely out a little bit in the prairie. I don't know if you can even call it prairie, but the rolling hills, let's put it that way. Um, There's going to be a lot of use of arroyos on this golf course. Like Bronson? Bronson Arroyo? Not Bronson Arroyo. <laughs> I don't even know what technically an arroyo is. Well, let's is it like a like so a, an arroyo kind of like a little bank? Arroyo is like a it's like a okay think so another golf course that has a ton of arroyos is Black Bear. So it's like okay. those little areas where there's like a little lot cut of, in areas, exactly. like little drainage area, like little filter areas where water goes. And okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down, but yeah, it looks like it's it's kind of out more in the field, like Highland Meadows. You've never played Highland Meadows. Uh, that that's another golf course that they list that it's going to look similar okay, to yeah, Black that, Bear and Highland Meadows. No two. shit. Yeah. Okay, that's funny. Um, Highland Meadows is a great track, but it's it's kind of situated out in the same type of area. It's really actually not that far away from Highland Meadows, I bet, because Highland Meadows is like right by the Budweiser Event Center, um, where the where the Eagles play. Okay. So yeah, it's like right up there. But the name Rain Dance National, I'm not sure exactly where they came up with it. They do get a good amount of moisture up there, though, like com- relatively compared to the south part of Denver, like down where we live, the Valley of Fun, all that. We don't really get that much moisture, but it almost feels like more once you get up north near Windsor and Fort Collins and stuff. It almost has more of like a Nebraska feel to it. Like it's not as dry, um, maybe a little bit lower elevation and they do get more moisture. So maybe I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, maybe Fred Funk did a rain dance the first time he came out there and he's like, that's what we're calling it. Well, so I will say an arroyo defined in the dictionary. Oh, thank you. We're circling back here. Noun, a steep-sided gully formed by the action a of... Goal, fa- okay, that's what the word I was looking for, a gully. gully. Yeah, formed by the action of fast-flowing water in an arid or semi-arid region found chiefly in the southwestern United States. So when you think of black bear, if you guys have ever played black bear, a lot of areas where they just use it to the golf course's advantage, it splits holes or it goes right up the middle of a hole... Um, and it's it a hole <laughs> right up the a hole, right up the right a hole. Well, like on number nine, the, or I'm sorry, number 10, the par five out there, they've got like the split fairway. Yeah. And they've got a little, a little bit of in a goalie, just a big old goalie right in the middle. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm actually stoked. It looks like it's going to be semi-private. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. So it's going to be a semi-private golf course. Um, does that, that mean public is available to play it? I would assume. Yes, exactly. So Basically, the plan for Raindance National, this is from a Colorado Golf Association article, um, the plan for Raindance National to be a semi-private course with the public being able to play, but members having privileges such as advanced tee time. So much like TPC Colorado, our boy Ryan Shively, who did our did a podcast with us a couple of weeks ago. I bet it's going to be a little bit less expensive because that place is steep. Well, I'm, I would imagine it's not. What? Yeah, rain. You really think so? You don't. You think rain? Cause, well, because wasn't rain dance, TPC like eighty thousand initiation? Oh, I'm. I'm ta- you're talking initiation. I'm just talking like daily rounds. Over one fifty, two hundred bucks a round, dude. They they so they called they they have major they have like golf major or PGA tour aspirations for this golf course, which currently there's no other golf course in Colorado. Uh, since the 2017. Well, TPC BMW. hosts the Corn Ferry event. Yeah, but Corn. I'm talking. They're talking PGA Tour. They even called the car or the PGA and said that they wanted to try to have a PGA Championship there, um, but they said that that's already booked out until 2032. And it says 
as is the case with TPC Colorado, which is in the midst of a five-year run as the site of the TPC Colorado Championship at Huron Lakes on the Corn Ferry Tour, Raindance National should be hosting a big-time competitive golf event not long after opening. Uh, Fred Funk said, oh no, this is Lind, the, uh, the owner of the Eagles, he said, I'm super confident that this course can be recognized as a place to come for the PGA to bring something pretty magnificent here. We're all in on it. We're ready to do it. Northern Colorado is a unique place. It's got the right demographics, the right economic horsepower to bring on a major. We are optimistic. I'm going to leave it at that. We're going to be pretty excited when this thing is green and people start getting to really see it for what it is. And so the crazy thing about this course, too, is I think the the yardages haven't been actually set yet. It's going to be like 8,000. But they said Raindance National listed on the scorecard from the back tees will be anywhere between... 8,300 to 8,400 yards. That's fucking sick. As a par 71. What? Five threes and four... Five threes and three fives on the golf course. That's a par 70. No. Oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Five threes and four fives. And four fives. Yeah. And so it's going to be... That's disgusting. Yeah. And so it translates to roughly 74 to 7,500 yards at sea level. But... um, the thing that they really mentioned in this is that they, the, the, the quote that I saw over and over again from Fred Funk is you want to get done playing this golf course and basically be like, I want to play it again. Like that was so much fun. I want to play it again, that they're going to have tees coming in under 5,000 yards. And they say that even though it's going to be like a tough test for tournament golf with six sets of tees, they want people to, they want they it to be to, welcoming to everybody. Yeah, they don't. It's, they don't want it to make it impossible. Yeah, but eighty three to eighty four. That's fucking nuts, dude. That is so long. They. I mean, they better keep it firm because even even at altitude, eighty three, eighty four hundred is fucking long. That's just flat out. No other two ways to put it. Um, and with it being as wide open as it is, and I'm, I think that area does get a fair amount of wind. So I assume it's probably going to be fairly dry. They're not going to play it super wet. Uh, but still, that's yeah, that yeah, and that's a sad thing. And we've talked about it before, but that's the only way we're going to get a PGA Tour event here is a course that plays eight thousand plus, because everybody just thinks, oh, Colorado golf courses are way too short. So that's what they're going to have to do. But that just kind of blows. Like, if you and I go out there and play, do you really want to play from eighty three thousand or eighty three hundred? Because we will play the tips. Like, we want to see the whole thing. Yeah, it doesn't sound ideal to me. I don't yeah, that doesn't sound five like iron into every par four. It doesn't sound like I can have six double cocktails during my round and break ninety. Like that, I don't know. Fuck that. Maybe we'll play the up tees, dude. Tee it forward. Tee it forward. White tees. I'm a big white tee guy. Get about six thousand yards. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Also, how dope. I, I I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. They don't. I don't even know if they've released it yet. But I'm sure the logo is gonna be sick. Like if your name is Rain Dance National. You gotta have a pretty badass logo. I think they have released it, and I think it's actually kind of lame. Seriously? No, you look that up. Oh, I uh, yeah. It's like a RD. It's like a red sky kind of looking logo. I yeah, think. no, it's kind of lame. It's like a big cloud. Actually, that it's like a purple cloud with like some rolling like wheat under it. I don't know, um, but we'll see. Oh, it looks like they do have a little bit of a pond running along the side of it there. So. Somebody's got the fucking bass cranking out on, out on, on little York Street. On York, Sheesh. going hard. Um, but yeah, the logo is kind of bleh. Uh, it's not as cool as it could be, for sure. Well, and the Not cool th- sure about the purple, either. And the cool thing about this golf course in general is 
it's not just an 18 hole championship golf course. It's going to be a full, full on resort. Um, and then there, they also are designing a horse course, which is a short course that players can practice a wide variety of shots, casual, fun environment, like a game of horse and basketball. There is a fairly well-known horse course at the Prairie Club in Valentine in northern Nebraska. So it's also going to have like a little 18-hole, basically par 3 course, but where you can practice all your golf shots. It's also going to have a bunny hill um, that's going to allow for some downhill skiing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's called Snow Dance. And there's going to be a zip line. There's going to be an Catch amph- me on the bunny hill. There's going to be an amphitheater with three th- that holds three to 4,000 people. And then, of course, a giant hotel and some cottages. So, and another cool part about this, like most courses on Colorado in Colorado that are pretty prestigious in the state, not you know world renowned or whatever, but it only has houses on the first like three or four holes, and like sixty houses in total border the golf course, and the rest of it will be non-developed land. So, much like TPC Colorado, which I don't, oh, there's houses on the back nine, I guess, for a, a fair amount, but. Most of the golf course is away from the houses, and yeah. that's like something that we pride ourselves on at the Valley of Fun. The front nine doesn't have a single house on it. Not one hole has a house on it, and only 10, 11, 12, kind of 14, and 16 have houses on it on the back. So it's a, it's a cool feature for golf courses when you're playing and you're not worried about hitting somebody's window, but you're also, you don't feel like you're, you feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere. And that's what the vibe I get from Windsor in general, Fort Collins in general, um, just up north, northern Colorado, is just golf courses with nothing. Like when we went to the the, the Colorado Championship here on Lakes, it felt like we were just out in the middle of nowhere. There was people around, there was a golf course there, but there was no, you know, there's not houses on a ton of holes, depending upon if you go to the right holes. Great landscape, big flat open area. So pretty cool to have a new golf course in Colorado. Uh, over the last five years, Colorado has actually closed more golf courses than it's opened, um, with Aww. with new golf courses being Flying Horse North, of course, re, you know City Park being redone, and then TPC Colorado. So, really, not too many new golf courses coming to the state of Colorado, and unfortunately, uh, a lot of golf courses closing. But really cool to see Rain Dance become a part of the the Colorado golf family and. Um, probably not in July or August or even September, but maybe next late September, early October, we can get up there, uh, try to do a course review, check this place out because it sounds like it's going to be pretty badass. So we'll have to use some of our clout, which is very small and try to You're get like, you ever on. seen our TikTok page. <laughs> um, yeah. You ever seen a TikTok page? Yeah. Can we get a free tea time? Or hundred percent. All right. So the whole thing of rain dance coming to Colorado got us thinking about like some cool names because rain dance is cool and in Colorado a lot of and I'm sure it's like this in other states a lot of places have just kind of like lame names Spring like, Hill s- like not even that S- like Spring Valley love it Valley of Fun great name Spring Valley kind of lame there's like 10 of them in the United States of America but but I mean it actually makes a like, little bit of sense with the valley right like we're in a valley yeah like with a creek and everything so it's kind of a spring no valley. spring valley makes sense but yeah. it's still lame and our logo is actually pretty dope too like yeah, it's, our, it's there's way worse logos out there for sure no absolutely but it got us thinking what are the ten best names for golf courses in Colorado some of these we have played some of these we haven't played yeah so we did a pretty deep dive looked through all about 180 courses. And did a little power ranking 
of the best names of golf courses in Colorado. And like I said, we'll give a, we'll give a little spiel if we have played it, haven't played it. Um, but here are the 10 best names in Colorado, uh, golf course-wise. So number 10, we're going to give to Fox Hollow. We have both played there. Little 27-hole facility in Lakewood. Is that what you yeah, call it? Yeah, it's Lakewood. Lakewood. Right across from Bear Creek, like right off Morrison Road. Yeah, super linksy, which I like. Well, there's a Lynx 9, there's a river, or I forget the 9s. But yeah, there, it's a good track, dude. I, I think it's a good track. And the logo's cool. It's a Fox, obviously. Fox Imagine Hall. that. Imagine that. Uh, but yeah, I like Fox Hollow. That's a good name. Yeah, so Fox Hollow comes in at number nine, or coming in at number ten. Number nine is going to be Pelican Lakes, which I have played. I think that's a really cool name. It doesn't sound like it fits Colorado, like we just talked about Pelican Lakes earlier. Um, it doesn't sound like something you'd find in Colorado, but there actually is a fair amount of pelicans out there, and there's a lot of lakes out there. So, bit on the nose, you know. Like, could have gotten maybe a little bit more creative, but I still really like it. And it does have that kind of like lake vibe. So I, I do think that's a, a perfect name and fairly creative. You know, it could could have been something a lot more generic. It could have. And like you said, doesn't definitely doesn't necessarily fit the Colorado, what you would think of a Colorado vibe. The next couple that we have coming up here definitely will. Um, but coming in at number eight, the Sanctuary. And I think the thing I love about this name so much and golf courses in general, it's not like. I mean, maybe it's called the Sanctuary Golf Club, but nobody calls it that. Like, you just say the Sanctuary. Yeah. And when you think of that term in just a general term, like Sanctuary, it's like a place where no one really goes, where it's like super heralded. It's like and your that, own personal thing. And that's literally, what to a T, what yeah. the Sanctuary is. And yeah. so you've played it. Talk a little bit about the Sanctuary. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, the place is fucking bonkers. Like, the owner of Remax, I forget his name. Um, last time I looked, I think the dude's worth close to half a billion dollars. So he's doing pretty well for himself. Uh, he It's basically right next to Castle Pines Golf Club um, because he got waitlisted when he originally moved to Colorado. He got waitlisted at Castle Pines. He's like, fuck that. I'm going to build my own spot. So he called it his because it is his own personal sanctuary. And it is really cool because all they do out there is charity events. And other than that, it is him and his wife's personal golf course. They do not do public play. They don't do anything else. It's all charity events. But you can actually see on some of the greens, he has the super and the the um, maintenance guys cut six-inch cups for his wife to make putting more fun. So you actually see the old six-inch holes on the greens for his wife personally. Like, how cool would that be to just go to the super and be like, hey, I, I want this done. And it's just for you, you know? It's like you're not thinking about anybody else's golf. You're like, I don't like that tree. Cut it down. You know, add this here. Put this there. So it legitimately is uh the sanctuary like it's his personal sanctuary so very very cool name i really like that one um everybody that goes there i didn't shop in the pro shop i should have but i didn't um every you know if you've been there once somebody buys sanctuary stuff because they just want to be like oh i went there you know not a big deal whatever um so coming in at number seven we have got flying horse which is I can, I think, speak for both of us and say it's one of our favorite golf courses in Colorado. It is my top two, not two. <laughs> so your favorite course my in Colorado? My favorite golf course in the entire state. Okay. Well, and it's just a great name. Uh, Tom Weiskopf Design, I want to say it was built in 04, 05, somewhere in that ballpark. But uh, really, really good track. The amount of development going on down there is unbelievable. Like, just that facility is fucking insane. They've got a huge rec center. They've got, like, conference center. They've got villas. 
They've got a, uh, multiple hotels all on like the complex. And then they've got the whole tennis deal, um, 18 holes of golf, blah, blah, blah. And they're building a new Flying Horse North, which we talked about, um, which is about 10 minutes northeast of the, the Flying Horse currently, which is off like Parker Road par- or Highway 83, technically. If, if you don't know where Flying Horse is, it's right kind of right outside of Monument, like right outside of the Black Forest um, off Parker Road. But the new one. We haven't been out there yet. We've actually got a hookup, so we're going to try to get out there either later this year or early next year or something like that. But it actually kind of sits almost on the exact same like piece of land that Spring Valley sits on. I think there's a few more pine trees. I think it's a little more foresty, but it's sit, I think it might even sit on the same creek yeah. if you can wrap your head around that well, one. Part of Flying Horse North, it's it's kind of like Bear Dancy vibes. It, yeah. That's, it's got the the trees and all that stuff okay. but it's but there are some holes that give you more of a colorado golf club yeah spring valley yeah like that. a creek like prairie a little more open things like that all right so flying horse came in at seven coming in at number six uh colorado classic bear dance took our we take our buddies there we take pretty much anybody that wants to come and play colorado golf even though the track is not that great like i I don't. I, I think I speak for both of us when we talk about bear dance. We don't slobber on it like they're pretty proud of it, but it's also part of like the Colorado Golf Association. It's like the home of the CGA. It's a good golf course. It's got a very mountain feel for where it's located. Like it's very cool. There's hardly any houses on it. Uh, very secluded. The tough thing is though, where where it loses me is with the blind tee shots, the quirky ass shit, you know, things like that. Um, the greens are kind of gimmicky. There's some crazy ass greens out there, some crazy pin placements, um, but overall fairly decent track. Name's super cool, and they have the signature uh, bear paw bunker set up on what is it, the seventh hole? Yeah, yeah, hole number seven, uh, the par four, almost drivable, but uh, it's a bunker. It's it's the most like photogenic hole on the golf course, probably one of the most uh, photographed golf holes in Colorado. I'd say it's pretty iconic, so um, well deserved name there. But cooler name than a golf course, in my opinion, but uh, whatever. Um, coming in at number five, we we threw Rain Dance right in the middle of the pack at five. Like we talked about, I think that's a really cool name, pretty creative. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue, like Rain Dance National. It's very, it's a little bit long-winded. Yeah, they could have left National out of there. Yeah. Rain Dance Golf Club would be yeah, I agree. badass. Yeah. But everybody, when they... They just think their shit doesn't stink when they throw national behind something like cool. It's national. What like what does that mean? It means nothing other than you think your club's hot shit, so you're gonna throw national behind it. Um, actually, up in Coeur d'Alene, they have Rock Creek Golf Club or Country Club, co- Golf and Country Club. Uh, super super nice spot that we did not get to play, but uh, Nick Stad is a member over there. They're actually changing the name of that. He gave me a hat with Rock Creek on it. They were selling it, all their hats for five bucks because they're changing the name to Quarterly National. So, oh, really? Yeah. So next year it's going to be Quarterly National. I like Rock Creek. I think that's a fucking cool name, but uh, I, it's also kind of bland. So is Quarterly National. Also, Quarterly is we talked about it last week. Fucking hard to spell. Like C O E U R D apostrophe, or is that an apostrophe? Uh, yeah. Yeah. A L E any like that's a fucking mouthful so you can't be like you know like can you imagine people who google cordelaine how do you spell that if you have no idea what it looks like core c-o-r-e-d-a-l-a 
Lean, Coeur d'Alene, C-O-R-D-A-L-A-N-E. Like, yeah, that's probably what people Google, like not even in the fucking ballpark. Anywho, got a little off topic there. So we threw Rain Dance in there. Really cool name. Um, stoked to see what it looks like come next year. Yeah, moving on to number four, uh, Conquistador Golf Club down in Cortez, Colorado. That name fucks. Not that name fucks. The golf course doesn't really fuck. Cortez definitely doesn't fuck <laughs> because that it is the armpit it, of Colorado. Yeah, not a great, not a great, great place in Colorado. It does have some of those cool hills have eyes views. Views. It's like, creepy, dude. It's, it's creepy. very New Mexico. Yeah, I've driven through there. And I did not stop. Um, I think I stopped at like Sonic or some shit. Even that was a mistake. But yeah, Cortez is not the best spot in Colorado. It's like literally half hour from the Four Corners. So it is very, very southwest Colorado. But that name's cool. And they also, they host a, I think, is that just their local public course, Conquistador Golf Club? I believe so, yes. I mean, the course itself kind of sits out in the middle of BFE, kind of like the town does. But... They host a really cool two-man event down there um, around 4th of July, and it's called the Firecracker, the Firecracker Open. God damn, that's so such a cool Isn't week. that a fucking— I've been, like, struggling to think of a cool name for our men's amateur open every fucking year. Maybe we'll take suggestions, but I think we can we can find something cool to name it. I like, like, just calling it even that. How cool is that? Like, Yeah, like, thinking about, like, don't they—like, isn't the member guest at Colorado Golf Club, like, the paintbrush or something? Yeah, like the that? paintbrush. Like, yeah, like, just um, need a cool name. Like, the cattail. Oh shit! The cattail open, or oh, the do ca- we even have cattails along along the creek? Seventeen, five. That's true. That's yeah. a thing. Thought the, the cattail. That's a thought. I kind of and fuck make with like that. a cool logo out of it. Yeah, that'd I be really, pretty dope. I do kind of fuck with that. Okay, well maybe I just hatched this a new idea. Yeah. Um. Okay. Marketing moving. over here. Marketing yeah. majors. Marketing one hundred and one. Uh, the, the wheels are always turning up in my fucking pea brain. So number three, uh, Haymaker Golf Club up in Steamboat. That place is fucking choice. Such a good track. Lynx style course up in the mountains. Great shape. Greens are great. Not a bad word to say about it. First time I ever played it, shot a couple under par. Never seen it before. It's probably why I like it so much. But overall, it's a great track. And their logo is super cool. It's like the the Irish like rolling hills look, um, which I kind of just bagged on Rain Dance National for having. But it's more of a... Uh, like a linksy vibe than that. So it, it's a really, really cool logo. Uh, great name, in my opinion. Yeah, so moving on to another Lynx style course, but we're going across the state here and up into Greeley. Uh, Boomerang, that's a badass name. And their logo is just as cool. It's got three boomerangs in it, upside down, if you will. I'd actually, I don't know how boomerang looks normally. Um, but it's got three boomerangs in it that look like mountain peaks. So Boomerang Golf Club coming in at number two. Like just like yo, we're going up, we're going to hit the boom. Like we're going to the boomerang. Yeah. Like that's just a that's just a cool name. It's yeah. a great name for a golf course. Oh yeah, I've never played it. Doesn't seem like it's that cool. I think it's just kind of out there, kind of like number number one is also. Um, but yeah, I've never played it either. It's I I, I actually want to say that um, this might either be. Where where'd you say boomerang is? Greeley. Uh, okay, it's in Greeley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're so coming in number one. Kind of same up in the same area in the, Milliken. Okay, yeah, Milliken. So um, up north there is the Mad Russian. Like, where do you come up with that name for a golf course? But what do you you know? Like, I don't even know. We're going to play the Russian. I, I guess that's kind of the the short name. Oh my God, the Mad Russian logo is absolutely fire. 
Uh, it's like a, a Russian dude with like one of those furry hats on with a gun in one hand and a golf club in the other. So that is just in like pointy boots, like the red uh, loose pants, the white white button down shirt and a great big Rus- Russian mustache. Uh, so fantastic logo, fantastic golf course name. I don't think the golf course is that good from what I've heard. It's kind of gimmicky and small, kind of out in a cornfield, if I'm not mistaken. That may be Boomerang. But I think one of our old pros from Spring Valley worked at the Mad Russian for a while. Clayton Arzeda, I want to say his name is. Um, I think he did go to the Mad Russian. But just how fucking fantastic is that? You can't really beat that. Yeah, that logo is badass. It's like you could do so much marketing and cool shit with that logo. 100%. Awesome shit. Maybe just make it a good golf course, and then you can market the fuck out of it. Yeah, so those are our top ten names. Give us uh, – we, we did a last year for Halloween, I believe, which is coming up, shit, next two weeks. We did, like, a cool episode on, like, the coolest Halloween-level golf themed, like, themed name golf like course. Sleepy so, like, Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. That yeah. just is my favorite name of a golf the course. The coolest logo ever, too. Yeah. It's, like, the, the fucking pumpkin head and all that shit. Yeah, they do a, a really well – a really good job with, with sleep – like, just Sleepy Hollow in general. Cool, yeah, it's out on the name. Hudson River. It's fucking as good as it gets. Yeah, so – um, but but give us some uh, tweet us tweet at us message us do whatever you got to do slide in our DMs give us some of your favorite golf course names we'll talk about um, before we wrap this episode up we're gonna get into fairway or four uh, one of our favorite new segments this is uh, episode three of fairway or four and going back to last week we had um, four different fairway or fours and uh, you guys voted uh, we we let it out to the people. Um, mixing cheese and apples, one of Mitchell's fairway or fours, melted cheese on apple pie, uh, 72% said four. So. Oh, fuck that. You don't know the Midwest tradition. You know, Maybe they just haven't tried it. I feel like maybe it's cheese one of those and things, apples, man. Just so fucking good. It's one of those things you got, you don't, you can't knock it till you try it, but they definitely knocked God it. Gotta take no thank you bite. <laughs> um, definitely, uh, four on that one from the people. And also you had, you were, you were two for two in fours. Uh, Chiefs going to miss the playoffs. 71% said four, 29% said fairway. So, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs, but fuck them anyways. <laughs> All right. Uh, my fairway, uh, one of my fairway or fours from last week was, uh, hoodies and golf, 88% fairway, 12% lame 12% fucking old man yelling at the clouds. Yeah, like I'm surprised the 12% had Twitter. I don't know about those. 12% get off my lawn. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if we'll ever have a perfect 100 to 0 on this, but um, on any of these, but that was about as close as I feel like it can get. And it's just like, it's allowing people to be in the game of golf, be more relaxed. And that's what we're, that's what we're about. That's what the entire game is moving to. So the curmudgeon 12% that got pissed off, you better, better learn because it's coming quick, coming in hot on you. And then uh, my last one, uh, rewatching movies and shows over again is a waste I of bet time. You got dragged for that. Didn't actually f- 55% for fit 45% fairway. What? So kind of half and half. Wow. Um, I feel like people don't anybody, like to, anybody who's it, ever watched the office. I feel like has watched it 12 times. Yeah. But like, you don't want to waste your time. So 45% fairway for 55% for fair enough. Fairway enough. <laughs> oh, all right. Do you want to get us rolling? All right. So my first fairway or four for this week is going to be, um, I do this a lot. I've gotten better at it as I've gotten older, but purposely talking shit about one of your friends teams that doesn't like, you know, and doesn't like the same team as you when your team isn't better. What do you think? Um, like 
like going out of your way to tweet them the final score of their team's game when your team also lost. I think that's that's fairway. Like you can still talk shit about another. You know, I think there's always room for talking shit. I'm a big shit talker myself, um, and God knows I'm not better than anybody at just about anything, um, other than maybe drinking, talking shit, and sometimes golfing. But I talk a bunch of shit, so yeah, I. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, like talking shit about your buddy's team. Like every time the Chiefs lose, I talk shit about it. You know, it doesn't make a difference to me whether the Broncos lost. If the Chiefs lose, fucking I'm all over it. Yeah, that's true. Like I said, I've tried to get better about that. It's when my teams are good, I definitely let you that just fly. Go in, absolutely. When my team is not as good, I'm, I usually kind of back off it because I know that there's a, a backdraft coming, okay. coming my way. Fair enough. I, I, I got gotcha. you. Um, so... I'm going to throw this one at you, and I think we kind of land on the same side here. But wearing random jerseys to random sporting events, like wearing a a fucking Cubs jersey to a uh, Rockies-Dodgers game. Yeah, I hate that shit. I'm sorry. It's complete four for me. Yeah. Uh, Absolute four. This one we hopefully get 100% on. You just Um, look like a square. Yeah, you look like an idiot. Also... (laughs) Bringing this in, I I almost tweeted this a few times, especially on Saturday night at the Avs game, but we lost. Like, I don't think I think it's also for to wear a washed up player, old player's jersey. Like, if an Avalanche fan is rocking like a Chris Stewart jersey, yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. He played for us for a couple years. Not that great of a hockey player. Don't wear, get a new jersey or don't wear the like a Ryan jersey. Graves jersey. It's yeah. like, uh, come on, yeah, yeah, just wear non. We're Avs logo stuff, but don't get a jersey. Don't and and that's another thing that people just make such a big mistake. Like, why do you buy that fucking jersey in the first place? It I whenever I go buy a Nuggets, Rockies, Avs, Broncos jersey, I always look at the guy's contract before I buy. You know, it, I'm like, okay, is he a free agent next year? Nolan Arenado, I had his jersey for four years before he got traded, um, basically given away. Which we didn't um, expect to happen, yeah. obviously. Like, a player like that, you expect to... You didn't see that coming. I mean, I've got Peyton Manning. I've got Cortland Sutton. I did get a Phil Lindsay jersey, which I thought he's going to fucking stick around, but another smooth move by Elway there. Um, and Rockies, I've got a Blackman under contract for a hot minute. And then Nuggets... But he's also kind of like a Rockies legend, too. Uh, yeah. Like, he's not a full legend, He will go down as a, in our era as a Rockies legend. And then Nuggets, I think I've got Barton, Jokic, Murray... I did have a Gary Harris, big mistake, dude's a hack, um, shot about fucking 8% from beyond the arc, so he's in Orlando, I want to say. Yeah, um, magic. But magic overall, magic. you always try to buy jerseys of guys that you know are under contract, and yeah, don't wear some random ass jersey to a fucking random sporting event. Like, I don't, so Spencer, you're going to Chicago for the Bears 49ers game because Kylie's a Niners fan. You're wearing a Niners Kittle jersey, but yes. that means something to you because he was in Iowa tight end tight end you um but yeah you you would never roll in there in a fucking broncos jersey and be like what's up everybody yeah like you're looking to get it's your ass me. kicked not me yeah you got to be a chameleon just fucking blend right in yeah so my next fairway or four is not warming up before a round of golf how do you feel about that i know we do it a lot um i think getting a cocktail is a good enough warm-up for me i i think it's a fairway dude like i i there's one thing I have to do is stretch as long as I'm loose. Like I don't need to see how I'm hitting the ball. You know, my swing really is it's at the point in my life where my swing is probably going to be pretty much the same as it was the fucking month ago when I played last. 
I just need to make sure I'm loose so I don't physically hurt myself. Because I'm also at that point in my life where um, my back's fucked up, everything's fucked up. And then, like you said, hitting the bar, that's a warm-up. Stretch, bar, first tee, bada-boom, bada-bang. I don't need to know how the fucking greens are rolling because I'm stuffing it all day. <laughs> Bang. Stuffing it like turkey. Stuff Like a Thanksgiving turkey. All right, so my uh, other fairway or four for this week is during a pregame, you know, it's well known we're big seltzer guys. What are your thoughts on dropping some Tito's in there or some some Breckenridge vodka? Some just fucking getting real tuned up at the pregame. Like, is that a fairway or is that a four? That's absolute fairway for me because I love drinking seltzers. And you, if you want to get drunk quicker and not have a mixed drink, yeah, or drunk quicker without having a mixed drink, which I guess this is technically considered a mixed drink. But it just tastes like the seltzer. Like, you really can't, you don't taste the vodka. Right. You're basically making a 12% seltzer trying to get absolutely lost before a game. (laughs) Trying to get fucking buckled, end up thrown up all over my new car. Yeah. AKA Spencer. I mean, shit happens. Yeah, shit happens to the best of us. We're young. That's what we keep telling ourselves. Yeah. So I'm going to say fairway on mixing vodka and seltzers. Okay. Yeah. Like, just dumping it straight in there. Our mom, the legend, Mama Scooter, she's also well-known for that. When she's trying to really get into one, she'll throw some some vodka in her seltzers, and then she gets all looped out and ends up in bed at 7.30 because she can't hang anymore. She's she's a, a little bit over the hill, So, but shout-out to her. She kind of – I wouldn't say she started us on it, but she's definitely in on it, and she is not a, a young lady anymore. She so. might be voting fairway on Twitter. Oh, that, she does that. have a Twitter so she, she's with the times. So yeah, make sure you guys go vote on these. We're going to tweet them out with the podcast in a, in a thread. Make sure you give us your thoughts and opinions. If you got a really strong one, make sure to quote tweet it. Um, follow us on Twitter. If you don't already DNVR underscore golf, follow our TikTok at DNVR underscore golf as well. Um, it's really just a teaching, like a, a teaching moment for us uh, to let the world know what you should and shouldn't do at a golf course. Mostly what you shouldn't do. Um, and then you can save yourself some embarrassment because I guarantee we've all done some things where the pro or the, go- the guys in the pro shop are laughing at you. You want to avoid that. Just watch our TikToks and do the exact opposite or don't be that golfer essentially. So, uh, make sure you follow us on all those platforms. That is it for us for the week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend. We are out. Peace. <laughs>